Hello, and welcome to the Roam Around the League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today, I'm going to take you through my fifth mock draft for the offseason. I wasn't planning on putting out another mock till next week, but with the blockbuster trades between the 49ers, Dolphins, and Eagles, I felt one was in order to completely shaken up top 12 of the draft order. The Dolphins were the big winner in my eyes, picking up an extra first rounder, even with moving from 3 to 6 in this year's draft. You can always un- expect the unexpected NFL. So with all that, here we go. At number one, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking quarterback Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. You can write that in stone. He's the pick. Urban Meyer kind of even said as much in an interview this week. Lawrence is going to be a top quarterback for them for years to come. They've been searching for franchise quarterback for decades, it seems. And Trevor seems like he can solve that problem for them going forward. Number two, you have the New York Jets. I had them taking quarterback Zach Wilson from BYU. Zach had a great pro day last week. I think everyone has seen the viral throw of him fading to his left and be able to throw it across his body about 50 yards down the middle of the field. Shows the pure physical arm talent the guy has. It's a very Patrick Mahomes type of throw. And I think the Jets are going to pick him. Obviously, they can trade out and get a King's Ransom for him, but it seems like the 49ers try to get the second pick from the Jets or at least broach the topic and weren't get any sense that the pick was going to be moved. So I think the Jets are sticking it too. And if that's the case, I'm taking quarterback Zach Wilson from BYU and moving on from Sam Darnold and getting whatever they can compensation-wise for him. And number three, you have San Francisco 49ers after the trade with the Dolphins. Now, a lot of people were even pegging Mac Jones to them now at three. I don't see that. I think Mac is a quality quarterback prospect, but he's not a guy that you give up that kind of draft capital for nine spots. I think Mac could have been attainable even at their original 12th pick. Maybe more if they had to trade up maybe to the eighth or ninth pick. But to make this kind of move, I think it's going to be Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Both those guys have a lot of potential and someone they can build around. And it seems like they're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo for this year. So if that's the case, I think they're definitely going to stick with a guy like Lance or Fields because they both need some development. So I'm going to give them Trey Lance from North Dakota State. I think he's a really good fit for Kyle Shanahan. He excels in the play-action rollouts, very athletic. He can incorporate some of the stuff that Kyle did with RG3 back in 2012. I think Lance could do some of that stuff. Lance, I think, is a more developed when it comes to reading the field than Justin Fields. So for those reasons, I think he would be the pick at three for San Francisco 49ers. And number four, I have a mock trade with the Carolina Panthers coming up from eight to take quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State. Like I said, another guy that needs some development with Teddy Bridgewater already in place. I think he can sit you know, this year and develop and get better. Fields has you know, a lot of potential, a lot of room for growth. There were some games last year that he definitely... Didn't have his best performances. He would rush the ball when he was you know, getting blitzed or throw off his back foot. Makes a lot of poor decisions in a couple games when things where he wasn't have time in the pocket. So stuff that he definitely needs to develop and get better at. But a lot of potential there. He can be a really good starting NFL quarterback. He just needs some time. And I think it'd be a nice selection for the Carolina Panthers. And number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. I haven't taken wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU. If you guys have listened to any of my previous mock drafts or any of my podcasts in general, I think you guys know my affinity for Jamar Chase. He's an absolute stud. Loves the way he goes after the ball. Loves the way he competes, especially with the ball in his hands after the catch. He'll run you over. I think he'd be a great pick for the Bengals to go along with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And I'm sure Joe Burrow wants to reunite with him after their success in 2019 at LSU. And it'd just be you know, a great pick for the Bengals. And number six, you have the Miami Dolphins. After the trade back and try it up to get the sixth pick from the Philadelphia Eagles and they get a guy that I think they, they would probably be in contention for them at number three. And that's wide receiver Demonte Smith from Alabama. He's been in the news more recently for his stature being only 170 pounds. A lot of people are pegging that against him. Yes, he's very skinny, very small. 
when it comes to that, but he always competes very hard. He's not tackled easily. He doesn't really get disrupted at the line of scrimmage. He blocks. So I don't think it's going to hinder him too much. And if he falls, I think a lot of teams are going to regret it in years to come. But I think the Dolphins take him to reunite with his uh, college quarterback in Tua Tungabailoa. And number seven, you have the Detroit Lions take another element wide receiver in Jalen Waddle. The Lions signed Tyra Williams and Rashad Perriam, but they're more depth receivers that you know can make the occasional play for you. Jalen Waddle is going to be a starting receiver, hopefully a number one for them. Love his speed, electrifying with the ball in his hands. Gives you a little added dimension in the return game. And the Lions, you know, re- need a top target for Jared Goff, and Jalen Waddle can be that. At number eight, you have Atlanta Falcons after the projected trade I had. I haven't taken the best play available here, and that's Kyle Pitts from Florida, tight end. The Falcons, you know, tight end is probably on top of their need list with Hayden Hurst, the trade they made last year for him, but he's going into his fifth-year option. He might not be there for a long haul. And even then, you can ha- it's nothing wrong with having two great tight ends in your offense, and Pitts and Hurts be a nice combination. He'd be a great guy for Matt Ryan to throw to go along with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And, you know, this, like I said, they're going to take the best player available here, and that's Kyle Pitts. I think Pitts can go even higher than this, but in this scenario, he's going eight to the Atlanta Falcons. Number nine, you have the Denver Broncos. Before free agency, I definitely had them pegged for a cornerback, but after acquiring Kyle Fuller and um, Ronald Darby in free agency, I don't know if that's his pressing need, so I have them going Micah Parsons, linebacker for Penn State. You know, Parsons had a little bit of some off-field issues, but his pro day was amazing. He ran a 4.39. Um, definitely looks like a physical, physical specimen out there. Had over 115 tackles in 2019 before opting out. He can also rush the passer very well and add an element to his game. So I think he'd be a great fit for that. Denver defense is already pretty loaded, but you put Mark, Micah Parsons back there, and they can be, you know, get to that elite level for them in a division that has some high-power offenses like the Kansas City Chiefs. Number 10, you have the Dallas Cowboys. And they need a lot of secondary help. They need some offensive line help. But right here, I'm going to give them the best cornerback in the draft, Patrick Tan, the second from Alabama. He's another guy that had a really impressive pro day for Alabama. It matches the film. Really long corner at 6'2". Ran a sub 4440. A fast guy. Definitely cut up as well. He's going to be set up for success there, you know, playing with his college teammate and Trayvon Diggs. And, you know, he'd be a really good pick for the Dallas Cowboys considering they have a really lack of talent there at the cornerback position. And number 11, you have the New York Giants. Had them go with Ed Rusher, Quiddy Pay from Michigan. They're a team that needs some help off the edge. They have Leonard Williams, but he's more of a defensive lineman, obviously, in their 3-4 scheme. They need a linebacker. Quiddy Pay can pl- do that role. He was good at Michigan. His production wasn't always great, but on the film, he definitely comes off the screen. A guy that could fit well in their 3-4 defense. And number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles after trading back. With the San Francisco 49ers, or with the Miami Dolphins after the pick was traded, I haven't taken tackle Penny Sewell from Oregon. Philly definitely needs weapons. That's you know definitely been documented. But Penny Sewell is the best tackle in this draft, and he's only dropping this far because the way the board has fallen in this mock. And Penny Sewell can be a guy that's going to be your left tackle for 10 years. He'd be a great pick for to protect Jalen Hurts or wherever their quarterback of the future is going forward. And they can come back in the second round and get a wide receiver or even a third round as well. It's a very loaded wide receiver class. And Penny Sewell you know, is a guy that, like I said, can lock down left tackle position. They'll have Lane Johnson on the right side. Um, so their offensive line was a problem spot for them last year, but getting Sewell would be a really good decision, decision for them to rectify that. And number 13, you have the Los Angeles Chargers. Had them taken off his tackle as well, and Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. The Chargers definitely need a left tackle. 
They did sign Corey Lindsley and free agency at center and store up that spot. Their offensive line has been a problem spot for them for a couple years. And now that they have a, they have a true franchise quarterback, Justin Herbert, they got to do whatever they can to protect him going forward. Rashawn Slater definitely might be a little more suited for guard, but the film I've seen at left tackle, he holds his own. He actually did pretty well against Chase Young back in 2019. So uh, at 6'4", you know, he's not the optimum size for a left tackle, but I think he's definitely capable there and could be definitely better than what they have. And, you know, if worst comes to worst, you can move him to guard and he'll be a pro bowler there as well. At 14, the Minnesota Vikings have him go another offensive lineman here at Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. He's a guy that probably is better suited as guard as well, but he played left tackle this year at USC and held his own. He showed up uh, well there on film. I think you can start him there at left tackle for Minnesota. They definitely have a spot there with Riley Leaf leaving. Well, they cut him, and now he left for agency to the Cincinnati Bengals. You can start him at left tackle. I think he can hold his own. If not, like I said, another guy you can move into guard. He can be a pro bowler there as well. At 15, the New England Patriots taking quarterback Mac Jones. From Alabama, you know, Mac could definitely go higher than this. I just didn't have a projected trade, especially if the quarterback go one through four. As I, as I have them projected this this far in this mock, I think someone's going to take them in the top ten. Whether it be maybe Denver takes him at nine, or like I said, someone comes up and trade for him. But in this scenario, he falls with teams New England Patriots. He's a guy that can sit behind Cam Newton for the year. He's more NFL ready than a Trey Lance or Justin Fields, but with Cam Newton there and under a one-year deal, and clearly they're trying to win now with all those free agency moves. Eddie Hunter Henry, Jono Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, just on offense and obviously all the things they added on defense. I think they'll stick with Cam this year, and then you know they can have Mac Jones take over in 2022. At 16, you have the Arizona Cardinals. They lost Patrick Peters in a free agency this year, their longtime franchise corner. They did sign a couple guys. More depth signings of Robert Alford and Malcolm Butler, but I have them going with a you know potential number one corner in J.C. Horn from South Carolina. He had a great year this past year at South Carolina. Showed up, had a really nice game against Georgia. He's a guy that I think will you know almost be qualified to steal 16. So I think he can go in the top 10 based on his talent alone. But he's a guy I really like and be a nice fit for the Arizona defense. Number 17 in the Las Vegas Raiders. I am taking safety Trayvon Morag. He's a guy that. He's a true kind of center fielder type free safety. He has great range, great ball skills, attacks the ball like a wide receiver. He's not afraid to hit you as well. And he's clearly my top safety in, the NFL, in this NFL draft class. It'd be a really nice pick for the Raiders that have kind of lacked a free safety for years. And number 18, you have the Miami Dolphins. I had him taking Ed Russell Gregory Rousseau from Miami. Uh, so it will be a short commute for him from going from the Miami University of Miami to uh, the Miami Dolphins. He had 15 and a half sacks in 2019 before opting out in 2020 due to COVID. Uh, definitely a guy that has a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Nice length at 6'7", and he's a guy that they need because they've had, they traded um, Shaq Lawson this past this offseason to the Houston Texans for Bernardic McKinney. So they kind of need to replace that production. So I think Rousseau would be a nice pick for the Miami Dolphins. At number 19, you have the Washington football team and Christian, Christian Darisol from Virginia Tech. That's why I've been taking the tackle from the former Hokie. And I think Darisol is a guy that would be a great pick for Washington football team. They need a left tackle opposite of Morgan Moses. They had Cornelius Lucas there last year, held his own the second half of the season. But Darisol is a quality, quality prospect that I think is a true left tackle in the NFL. And for more on this pick and what other options are at 19, uh, please stay tuned at the end of the podcast. And number 20 of the Chicago Bears, I had him taking wide receiver Kadarius Tooney from Florida. 
They franchise Allen Robinson. It looks like they're trying to trade Anthony Miller. So they're definitely going to have a little changeover in that wide receiver room. I don't think Allen's going to be there long. It doesn't seem like he likes the situation there, especially because they haven't paid him yet and a quarterback situation. But Kadarius Tooney's a really nice slot receiver, really shifty guy. You can get him the ball in a myriad of ways. I think it'd be a nice pick for Chicago, regardless if Allen Robinson's there long term. Tooney's a you know playmaker with the ball in his hands. And 21 of the Annapolis Colts taking tackle Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Anthony Costanzo retired this offseason. They need a left tackle, and Tevin Jenkins can definitely fill that role. He can play left and right, but obviously with the Colts' needs, Tevin Jenkins can be the left tackle for the foreseeable future. At 22, they have Tennessee Titans. They cut corner Adoree Jackson this offseason who left for the New York Giants. They need to, refill, they need to replace that production, and I had them taking cornerback Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Now, Farley is definitely better in this draft position, but he's had a back procedure last week before his pro day, wasn't able to participate. He was, he did have a 4-2-8-40 time in his workouts. That doesn't surprise me. He has track-like speed. It was very evident when watching uh, Virginia Tech football. And he'd be still for Tennessee Titans just based on his length and speed alone. He's a guy that can definitely be in number one corner, but he's only dropping this far because injury concerns. So that's definitely something you have to consider with the back. He tore the ACL at Tech and just had some knickknacks uh, throughout his career. At 23 of the New York Jets, have to take another cornerback in Eric Stokes from Georgia. He's a guy that had a great pro, pro day last week and a guy that I have rising. Um, I might be higher on him than others, but I think Stokes had a really nice... I really like his film against Florida. He had a pick six off Kyle Trask. He's just a guy that is only going to get better. At 24, you the Pittsburgh Steelers. They can go corner. They could go left tackle. But I have them going with running back Najee Harris from Alabama. He's a guy that just kind of screams an old-time Steelers running back to me. They need a running back. They haven't been able to find one really since Le'Veon Bell situation left there with him leaving for the New York Jets and Najee Harris is going to be the best running back they've had since him he's a guy that really improved his pass catching ability this past year at Alabama he's could have been a second round pick if he left after his junior year but coming back I think he's even I think it worked out with his uh, production on the field with 26 touchdowns I think he can definitely be in the first round conversation at 25 of the Jacksonville Jaguars with their second pick taking tackle Jalen Mayfield from Michigan they do have left tackle Cam Robinson, who they franchise tag this offseason. I haven't heard anything about them working on a long-term deal. So it doesn't mean it won't happen, but you know, if they pick Jalen Mayfield here, they have insurance if they're not little, able to get a deal done with Cam Robinson for the future. If not, they can switch one of them to guard. All of them, I think, are very capable of doing it. But Mayfield will be a solid pick to protect Trevor Lawrence going forward. At 26, I have the Cleveland Browns taking Ed rusher Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. He had another guy that had a really nice pro day for Georgia. Like I said last week, ran a really solid 40 time for his size. They need a pass rusher opposite of uh, Miles Garrett after Olivier Vernon. It doesn't seem like he's come back in free agency. They did have Jadavian Clowney in for a visit. Ojalari gives him some more upside and youth uh, as opposed to Clowney at pick 26. The 27 of the Baltimore Ravens taking Ed Russell, Jason Owua from Penn State. He's a guy that also had a really nice pro day last week. I don't know if you're seeing a theme here. A lot of guys are having great pro days. And that's kind of um, basically a factor of the combine. With no combine, it's there's a lot more controlled environments in a pro day. It's kind of almost suited for. It is definitely suited for all of their prospects at the best day possible because it is set up by the colleges. But either way, Jason Wood did have a very nice pro day. Another four-four guy for Penn State. Baltimore needs some edge rushers after losing Yannick Ngakwe and Matthew Judon in free agency. Abul can you know fill in on one of those spots. At 28, you have the New Orleans Saints. I haven't taken linebacker Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. 
they tried to trade they did trade for Quan Alexander last year but had to cut him this offseason due to their very horrible salary cap situation Koromoa can kind of provide what they were looking for Quan Alexander to go with a tandem with um Demario Davis Kamara Koromoa is a really good prospect at linebacker he's a smaller guy at 6'1 215 but his speed is great I love his instincts he'd be a really nice pick for them at 28. At 29, you have the Green Bay Packers. I finally gave me Aaron Rodgers the first-round receiver and a wide receiver Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. I think he can go higher than this, but just the way the board fell, I have him going to the Green Bay Packers here. Love his size at 6'2", 215. Really nice route runner. Breaks off some of his route, the top of his route very easily. Uh, great hands as well. At number 30, the Buffalo Bills. I have him going with Ed Rusher, Jalen Phillips from US, UCLA. The Bills have a lot of pass rushers that are up there in age, whether it be Mario Addison or Jerry Hughes. I think Phillips gives them some use to that position, a guy that with a lot of upside to grow and you know give someone for Sean McDermott to play with for a guy that can potentially be a 10-sack-a-season ta- 10 type of guy. At 31, I have the Kansas City Chiefs going to tackle Samuel Cosme from Texas. Kansas City released Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher this offseason. They really don't have an answer at the tackle spots. I think they're going to let Mike Remmers play right tackle like he played for them last year after Schwartz got hurt. But everyone that saw the Super Bowl, they need offensive line help. They just need bodies at this point. They did sign Joe Tooney and Kyle Long with their guards inside players. Sam McCosney's FA left tackle or right tackle at the worst, but they need tackles in general. And Cosme, I think, is the best one on the board at this point. And lastly, at 32, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking defense tackle Christian Barmore from Alabama. Tampa Bay roster is just stacked. They brought back every starter from last year. Um, Super Bowl's game, all 22 are returning, which is basically unheard of. So, you know, there isn't too many needs on this team. I just like Barmore for their fit in Todd Bowles' defense. They did resign Adamic and Sue, but Barmore obviously is a young guy that will take over for a guy like him in the future. So now let's talk about Washington football team's options at pick 19. In this mock draft, I had them taking left tackle Christian Darasol from Virginia Tech. He's a guy that I've always liked. Being a Virginia Tech football fan, I've watched him the last three years. I love that he started from day one as a freshman, and he's only gotten better. And he played right tackle and left tackle at Tech. He might be able to play a little guard in the NFL as well, but I think he'd be a left tackle that Washington needs, especially someone to replace Trent Williams, who obviously left last year or was traded last year. Cornelius Lucas, like I said, did did hold up well the second half of the year. Jerron Christian had his opportunity at the beginning of the year, was up and down. He's a guy that I figured was I knew he was overdrafted when he was picked in uh, 2018, was it, or 2017, but... Um, he is more of a right tackle, in my opinion, anyways, and more really of a swing tackle. I don't think he's a starting tackle in the NFL. So they need a long-term left tackle. And Christian Darisol is a guy that can do that for them. Another guy, like I said, loads of potential. Very athletic for his body type at 6'4", 320. He'd be a nice pick for Washington 19. Just going through some of the options of the team, like I've done in last mock draft episode. You know, quarterback obviously is still on the table. And this is not just for pick 19. This is kind of be with the first couple of rounds. And I'm going to do a Washington football team draft-centric episode here in the coming weeks. But at quarterback, there's not really an option at 19. I don't think that should be in play. That should be more of a day two option, whether it be Kyle Trask or Davis Mills from Stanford. Both guys with, I think Davis Mills has more upsides than Trask. But Davis Mills is a guy that intrigues me out of Stanford. Um, wide receiver, it seemed like. Slot receiver, something they really were interested in. They did sign Adam Humphreys last week. I don't know. It's only a one-year deal, so I don't think that's going to stop them from picking a guy at 19 if they like someone. So I think that's still in play at 19 or even the second or third rounds. 
it has been reported by John Kime that Nikhil Harry is a player of interest for the Washington football team. He's a guy that I really liked in the 2019 draft scouting-wise. He was one of my top wide receivers. Loved his tape at Arizona State. He was another guy who was a tear with the ball in his hands after the catch. Definitely a 50-50 back shoulder type of receiver. Um, doesn't always get the greatest separation, but you just have to throw it to him and give him a shot. That's why I think if he comes here, him with Ryan Fitzpatrick would be a great combination because it's a guy that fits. Fitzy is going to throw you the ball, even if you're not open. So I think with a guy like Nikhil, his career could hopefully take take off if he were, he were to come here in a trade. It seems like the Patriots want a fourth-round pick. I think that's – I if I was a Washington team, I would consider giving him a fourth-round pick. Maybe they can get down to a fifth-round pick. But if it comes to it and they really like him, I think it would be a good trade for a fourth-round pick, even if it, that is the price. Because, I mean, I, I really like Cam Sims. He had a great second half of the year, but he's only on a one-year restricted tender. He's a guy that's not there potentially for the future. I liked AGG last year. He had a really, really poor rookie year, but that could be contributed to no offseason, his injuries. And Kelvin Carbon's coming off a torn ACL. So there's a lot of questions in the wide receiver room. There's nothing wrong with adding a guy like Nikhil Harry. And then lastly, you know, a couple, you know, linebacker I think is in play at 19. I had them taking Jeremiah Wosukormoa last year, last week's mock. He's a guy that definitely still can be the pick at 19. I love his uh, range, his instincts. He's a smaller guy, linebacker, like I said, a 6'1", 215. So I don't know if that's something that Rivera is going to look for because none of his linebackers in the past at Carolina are really kind of that build. He's more, uh, Cormo is definitely more of a modern 2021-type NFL linebacker. So he would be a good fit in this defense. So I just don't know if he's a Rivera type of, of uh linebacker. And free safety definitely is in play as well to pair with Landon Collins and and uh, Cameron Curl. So I think Trayvon Moore definitely could be in play at 19. The safety from TCU, who, like I said, is a center fielder type of player. He'd be a great back of the back of the defense option for this Washington football team. But with that, this will conclude this mock draft episode. We're getting closer and closer to the NFL draft. With a few major trades in the books, I wouldn't be surprised to see a few more before the end of April. You know, maybe another one top five to get to secure another quarterback like a Justin Fields if, you know, that's someone that if that's someone the team is desiring there maybe at fourth Atlanta is willing to uh, trade out like I projected in this month draft with just about five weeks left before the NFL draft I'll probably have a new mock out for you every week from here on out thanks for listening please rate and subscribe this is your host Tyler Roman signing off see you next time